once again we welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Al Ansar International, and Marcus Sohaba, the voice of the Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jamaa, to this edition of the Q and A on this 19th Islamic Day of Jumaat Al Ukhra 1445, corresponding with the second Islamic Day of January 2023. Kindly and generously brought to you by the Capital Group. With our esteemed Amir and resident Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafizahullah, and for our local listeners, if you have a question, address it to the WhatsApp number zero eight four seven eight six three one three two. And our international listeners, you may WhatsApp it to the number plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. Our next question in Medina. Can you pass salams from anywhere in the harem, or only where you can see the green dome, or do you have to go inside, close to the kabr? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You know the crowds are so big there, so if you cannot read salat in salam from there in front inside the masjid, so at the back in the masjid, the masjid is very big, and otherwise in the courtyard from there as well. I myself, I saw Hazrat Sheikh, Hazrat Mohana Zakaria, Sheikh Uladis, Nawarallah Marqadahu. Cold, cold winter's night, remember, like now, December, January, and you find that Haji Ahmad Nakhuda, Rahimamullah, and the Khadim, and the workers, and the helpers were there with Hazrat for two and a half, three hours from outside. He used to read Salatu and Salam, and how he would read As Salatu wa Salamu Alayka Ya Muzammil, read the whole Surah Muzammil. As-salatu was-salamu alayka ya al-muddassir. Read the whole surah muddassir. As-salatu was-salamu alayka ya al-nabi. Who'd read the whole surah tahreem. So it shows that. So that is how. So for example, a lady in a menses. Now what she's going to do? So from a hotel, she just come outside or from the hotel. You just face the master alayhi salatu salam. And you read salat in salam. So all that is a very flexible issue. I saw her. Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri rahimahullah in 1974 that the last 10 days Hazrat was there for etikaf right at the back that time and from there Hazrat would stand up and read Salat in Salam and so forth so all these are flexible issues and permissible I'd like to know how much hair does a female have to cut to come out of ihram Remember, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam's hadith is thus mentioned in Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, various compilations. Rahimallahu al-muhalliqeen. Rahimallahu al-muhalliqeen al-muhalliqeen. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam said, wal-muqassireen. Thrice the master alayhi salatu salam made dua for the people, remember, the men who shave their hair. And for those who just trim it, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam made dua once only so it shows you must remember that is their pride that they don't want to shave the hair and so forth so for the women to shave the hair is haram the hadith is mentioned in Sunan Nasai Naha Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam antahliq al-mar'atu ra'saha the Prophet Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited the woman from shaving the hair 
innama alannisaya taksir or innama taksir alannisa so for woman is just to cut the hair so now you finish everything so you finish your tawaf seven rounds you perform your two rakat salat you drink your zamzam and all that and you made sa'i safa marwa so you don't have to wait for your husband or your mahram your father your son your brother you go to the hotel you take all your hair together my sister you just turn it around your little finger or your index finger one inch or so and then you cut the hair yourself and you're out of ihram so approximately one inch you understand you cut the hair and then you're out of ihram and that is sufficient for you so now you'll be out of ihram and all the restrictions will fall away now now you can just you start using the soap and the shampoo and the lotions and all those type of things so that will be the law for you my sister what dua did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam make for the people of Yemen? Remember that the previous question is not only for the ladies, even the men. I know some men when we used to go for Umrah and Hajj, they said, no, I don't want to go to the barber. Like Hajj time, sometimes it's very expensive, 30, 40, 50 riyals. He said, hey, me, I know how to cut my hair myself and so forth. So they did everything on the 10th of Zulhijjah, for example. So they pelted, the slaughtering is done, everything is done, only cutting, shaving of the hair is left so they would just take their own you know shaver or what have you and shave the hair so that provided everything before that is done or now umrah you finish everything and nothing is left only shaving of the hair so you go to your room and mashallah you shave your hair there so all that will be permissible for the men only but guys like us just now we say we want to shave our hair and we injure ourselves and lot of stories so rather just go pay the 20 30 40 riyals whatever they charge now and then you get done with it you know so that's an easy way out provided that you want to spend that money Regarding Yemen, Yemen is a Mubarak land. In 2000, mashallah, my brother Yusuf Dokrat, rahimahullah, he passed away in the beginning of January. In the year 2002, 2nd January, that's tomorrow, it was a Friday, mashallah, I was here. And then we went there, and lo and behold, I'll never forget this, that when we went into the room, to give Gusel, it was like, you know, that he was looking at us. It just seemed like that. And he had a broad smile, you know. So I'll never forget that of Omar Hum, Yusuf Dokrat, so Ben Dokrat's beloved son, and his son, Omar Farooq, also passed away, you know. So he and his son, they were coming back from Durban, and just outside Newcastle, the speedo was showing 220 or 210 or something, that Mercedes 500. So anyway, the airbags, nothing over open then whatever your mot is written finish you must remember you can be driving whichever car and then we went and I had to perform the Salatul Janaza and so forth Allah grant him Jannatul Firdausil A'ala so with him that you know he told me after I resigned there at Darulum he told me I just come to my office I didn't even know where his office is so I thought he's joking so he told me yes the globe here 
Where you want to go? You. So I told him, Yusuf, don't make jokes with me. Say, I'm telling you, me and you will go and just bring your passport and bring your wife's passport. I'll get the American visa, Canadian visa, whatever visas. And for real, he organized everything. No interview. Ten years, American visa, Canadian visa, three years. This was before 9-11, 2000. Then we went. And then he told me, no, let's go to Yemen. So I asked him, what are you going to do in Yemen? He said, when he went for Hajj, they saw a lot of poverty so he wants to give out some charity there and I said very good then I said if we're going to Yemen we might as well go for Umrah so we ended up going for Umrah wonderful trip mashallah in the second half of 2000 it was wonderful then the second time we went and me and my wife again we landed up in America Canada and Umrah and whatever and so forth and so on so Allah's Fadl Allah's mercy remember all these things happen so Yemen so listen to all these ahadith regarding Yemen Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us Allahumma barik lana fi Yemenina Ya Allah give us barakah blessing in the land of Yemen Subhanallah there were sahaba there Abu Musa al-Ashari from Yemen Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu anhu was sent to Yemen Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu came from Yemen at the time of Hajj and so forth so many sahaba were there radiallahu anhum that is Yemen, Barakah blessing. You see where Saudi Arabia, that Riyadh and that area, that is called Najd. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu refused to make dua for them, for the Najdis. Why? Hunaka al-fitan was zalazil. There'll be fitnas and trials, tribulation, calamities. Just look at all the fitnas there now. The kufr and the blasphemy that is being propagated from there. And the bikini beaches and the cinemas and what then what is going on and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said al-imanu yamaniyun iman you will find in the people of Yemen just look at them so you must remember that the poorest Arab country but they're taking on everybody you must remember that and now some of them are Zaydis I read Salat behind the Zaydis so remember in 2000 and so forth but today majority of them have swapped now and changed sides they have become Isna Asharia and joined the Iranians and so forth but anyway there are still many Sunni Muslims there and so forth so their Imam is very good, powerful, strong Iman. Al-Hikmatu Yamaniya and the wisdom they possess is there. So three different ahadiths, meaning that virtues for them, all mentioned in Bukhari Sharif for the people of Yemen. So therefore, remember that Allah Ta'ala protect them. Allah Ta'ala use them for jihad and they are the one country that are standing with Gaza and Palestine and said, let these enemies come and America could not even go and make up a coalition you must remember that to say that we will now fight and so forth so nobody wants to join America the super terrorists and Israel the super terrorists and Haramis so they're becoming pariah states now the outcasts you must remember that because they have the settler colonial mentality and the imperious mentality they want everybody else to be second class third class and so forth and they must be the khutbas the big boss you know in Afrikaans they say khutbas so they want to be the big boss so therefore they are facing the repercussions now we are currently in Makkah and my daughter is uh, experiencing her menstrual cycles and we are going to be leaving 
within two or three days and it's unlikely that you know she would be in a state of uh, purity at that time what should we do Yes, this question is coming up so many times. You understand, ladies, brothers, they are worried about their wives, their daughters, their sisters and nieces and so forth. So this is the issue. You all must understand it. You went to Makkah Mukarramah and you came from Medina or you came from South Africa or Egypt or uh, Addis Ababa or Dubai and wherever. And now you are in Makkah, and now before you could do your Umrah, your menses started. Now what? So you remain in the state of Ihram, you my sister, my daughter. Every day you can take a shower. Every day you can change your clothes, your underwear, and so forth. But you cannot touch any soap. You cannot utilize any shampoo, any lotion, and things with fragrance, and so forth. So after five, six, seven, eight days, now your menses will end. And thereafter, you must be sure it has ended. And then you take a gusal and a compulsory bath, and from the hotel, then you go perform your umrah. There's no need for you to go to Masjid Aisha or anything. So that will be the clear-cut situation. Now this gets but the complicated, the lady, the daughter, the wife is in a menses, and now after two, three days, for example, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're leaving, and most probably 99%, 90%, she will still be in menses, so now she can't perform Umrah, and she is in Ihram, so if that is the scenario, you cut your hair. So once you cut your hair, now because you know you can't perform Umrah, so you are released from Ihram, all the rest restrictions will fall away. Then you slaughter a goat or a sheep there in Makkah. You just go there to the outskirts today or somewhere you will find all these people selling the goat and the sheep and so forth and then you just bargain with them and tell them a slaughter it there and give it to the poor people so that is the dumb what we call dumb means blood. So you must slaughter it there in Makkah not any other place remember that Medina or South Africa and so and third one Alayha that she has to make qada of that umrah any time in her future life when you went into the state of ihram and then for some reason or the other you could not complete your hajj or umrah then qada of it is compulsory see Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba 1400-1500 meaning they were in between so some ahadith in Bukhari 1400 some 1500 so there then they couldn't perform the umrah they were there in Hudaybiyah nowadays called Shumaysiyah then in the seventh year they came back again in Zulqada anytime you can come but this is was in Zulqada sixth year Umratul Qada in the seventh year and they had to make Qada of it which is wajib and compulsory so all Maitya addresses this issue in the Noble Quran Surah 2 and verse number 196 once you already in the state of Ihram for some reason now you could not perform it completely due to your menses due to a war due to sickness or whatever so Qada will become compulsory so if you are not going to perform it because you will still be in your hajj, you will be haiza and menses, so you are sure, then on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whichever day, then just cut your hair, slaughter a goat or a sheep there in Makkah, and cry to Allah, Ya Allah, bring me back again and again, and then you make qada of that umrah anytime in future. 
the next question this person sent it the second time assalamu alaikum i'm i am currently in egypt is it permissible to visit the pyramids in egypt yes 100% sayda umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was khalifa amirul mu'minin and remember amr bin as radiyallahu ta'ala an it was the first of ramadan and in the 20th year after the hijrah then he and the sahaba 70 80 of them and other people they conquered fustat fustat means that time it wasn't called Qahira and so forth called Fustat so remember that and that is how Egypt became a Muslim country from that time 20th year of the Hijra to now 1425 years majority people are Muslim Arabic is still the lingua franca the language they speak Islam is still the religion the politics is different obviously so at that time Sayyidina Umar didn't say you must go and demolish the pyramids and so forth so therefore you go I went myself and how many times when see so don't that our action is dalil but I'm just telling you that you understand from a fiqh and an Islamic perspective you can go but that guide was very good because I was speaking to him in Arabic he got happy he said go inside I want to see how long you can go inside there's no windows there's no ventilation nothing and you just walk inside inside then you'll be struggling gasping for breath and you'll walk slowly slowly and then when you come out you'll be running out because remember you can't breathe much so that is why it's a miracle the miracle meaning is something worth seeing that you must remember the ahram as it is called and so forth so you must remember but you don't go for fun and games travel on this earth fanzuru go and see kayfa kana aqibatul mukadhibin kayfa kana aqibatul mujrimin go and see the consequences and the end result of those people who are the criminals who rejected the messengers and the message of the messengers so how all might Allah jalla wala punish them you go that side there to al ula you go to madaina sali where next to it the building this neom the murtad mbs is doing that so we went all these places we had a sudani guide he told me where's your visa to enter here i said baba what you talking of visa yeah i got this so this way that way he took us then he got so happy i told him you from there north africa i'm from south africa what's your story so then he took us so many places mashallah the sudani brother if you just go there and see how the people of sali alayhisatussalam in the mountains they would carve out their houses and so forth that in the mountains they would carve out today people cannot do that who can build pyramids today but the aim must not be that you go for fun and games and entertainment you go to take ibra and lesson so that must be the aim then it's permissible is it wajib to move the lips while reciting quran or can one also read in one's mind One word is zikr one word is tilawat alladhina atainahumul kitaba yatlunahu haqqa tilawati when you are reciting the noble quran whether it be in salat in namaz or whether it be out of salat you are reading in your house my sister you the brother in the masjid out of salat tahrik shafatain to move the lips is compulsory remember that if you just read in your mind your salat and so forth all that salat are null and void you have to repeat it so you have to move your lips for tilawat of quran when you making zikr subhanallah 
Alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. You can make dhikr lisani, that you move your tongue, or you make dhikr qalbi, that wadhkur rabbaka fi nafsika tadarru'a. So you can make dhikr qalbi, so you make the dhikr of Allah in your heart, in your mind. So when it comes to dhikr, then it's very flexible, so all is permissible, whether you move your lips or not. But tilawat and recitation of the noble Quran, there you have to move your lips and your tongue, otherwise your salat and your namaz, your prayer will become null and void. So we need to be very circumspect and careful in that regard.